Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our daily live call-in broadcast where trusted leaders bring biblical insights to the issues and you can call in and get your questions answered in real time. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Andrew Womack. Welcome to our Wednesday Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. I'm Andrew Womack, and today I have a real treat for you and for me. I've got my niece and my grandniece on with me. So this is Rachel Koontz and Eden Koontz. And Eden is a third-year student here at Karis Bible College. And anyway, Rachel and her husband, Kevin, have a ministry that is really trying to awaken the body of Christ and get them motivated to not only receive from the Lord, but then take what they've learned and make a difference in our culture. So we're going to be talking about that, and they've got some really good things that we're going to be sharing with you. But real quickly, let me just mention that on January the 4th through the 6th, I'm going to be back in Phoenix for our Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference. And Jim Baker is going to be uh, speaking with me. This is not the Jim Baker that many of you know from many years ago. Uh, this is not the one that went to prison. But he is a pastor in Columbus. And I tell you, he is one awesome minister. You're going to love it. And let me just say that uh, because of some changes in the ministry, we're doing some things I can't tell you about right now. But uh, it's going to demand so much of my time that in 2025, I'm going to quit holding these conferences and I'm going to stay more at home and do other things. And so this will be our last Phoenix Gospel Truth Seminar. I've been going there for 30-something years. And uh, so I'd love to have you come. And we're also going to have a partner reception. You can go to our website and get all the information for that. And then on January the 27th, I'm going to the Chesapeake uh, Bay Area in Virginia. And we're going, I think it's called the Chesapeake Conference Center, if I'm not mistaken. And E.W. Jackson is a good friend of mine. He was also a uh, a board member here on Truth and Liberty, and he was one of our hosts on a weekly basis. But he made a run for president this last year, and because of that, he came off of the board and quit hosting because of uh, some of the government regulations on things like that. But now he's ended his candidacy. The uh, Main Street media never even acknowledged that he had filed and ran for president, and so he just got no traction. So anyway, he's going to be coming back on the board. He's going to be a host once again, and I'm going to be with him on January the 27th in Chesapeake, Virginia, and um, we're going to have a great time, and I'm doing this just to help him because he took off for a year and ran for president uh, his own church and his own ministry called STAN, which is Stand True to America's National Destiny. It's an acronym for that. Uh, they just need some encouragement, so I'm going to be holding a meeting with them at the convention center. And this will be the first time I've ever ministered in Chesapeake. I've ministered in Virginia Beach and other places around there. But I'd love to have you come. That's January the 27th. You can go to our website and you can get all kinds of information about that. Again, just for time's sake, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But on our website, we have a lot of material. We have uh, links to so many different ministries. Uh, you can go there and get a daily news feed where our people go through and they sort through all the different news medias and take the ones that they think are pertinent and put them there so you can check up on what's happening in that one spot. And that's truthandliberty.net. Uh, I think that's it. I hope that's it. 
If it's not, somebody will change it. There, there he goes. Truthandliberty.net is up on the screen. Also, I'm going to be interviewing Rachel and Eden here in just a few minutes, but after uh, the first 30 minutes, we're going to take a 90-second break, and then we're going to start taking phone calls. So if you would like to call, and of course you hadn't heard them yet, but I'm sure when you hear them, you'll probably have some questions about what they're talking about. You can call in and talk to them, or if you just want to ask a question or make a comment on anything, we'll put you on the air. So the number is 719-619-2341, and we would love to hear from you. Again, for the first 30 minutes, we're just going to be interacting, but after that first break, uh, we'll start taking calls, 719-619-2341. So again, this is my grandniece and my niece. Of course, this is my sister's daughter, my sister Joyce. She went home to be with the Lord in 2016. She was nine years older than me. And you know, actually, I didn't know Joyce that well when I was a little kid because like when I was eight, she was 17 and she was like the most popular girl in high school <laughs> and she was the homecoming queen and last thing she wanted was a seven or eight year old kid <laughs> hanging around. So she was out of the house doing her own thing when I was growing up. And then she went to college and uh, got married and they moved to uh, Florida. Uh, her husband was in the uh, Navy and during the Navy, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, he got called up to active duty. And so anyway, I wasn't around her that much until actually she became an adult and I became an adult and we both got turned on to the Lord. And I tell you, Joyce loved the Lord, and she was fanatical about the Lord and uh, raised her kids that way. And uh, Rachel and her sister, Becky, both are just serving the Lord, and they're both holding conferences with <laughs> hundreds of people coming, and they're getting involved and making a difference. And yeah. So you all are a blessing. Oh, thanks. So I've been doing all of the talking. Tell a little bit about what your ministry is and what you and Kevin, your husband, are doing. Well, I'm excited about the generations. This is fun. There are three generations of yeah. us. That's a big deal. So we are doing the Awakening Action Class at AwakeningActionClass.com. And it is a seven-hour class that is, we would like to give it away to the nation. So it's a suggested donation of 7676 that helps people find their specific part in their unique part in the third great awakening, which um, we actually, you had a word at Rebecca's conference that we were in the third great awakening. And man, when you had that word, it went off in us like a shot. And um, so it's a, it's a class that helps people again, find their place. And then we discover and we look at the history of awakenings in our country because it is 100% true that if it were not for the first great awakening, Absolutely. our country wouldn't even exist and, yeah. and no one knows. Like people don't know that. And then the second great awakening uh, uh, kept our country from splitting. It was pre-Civil War and it was the thing that I prevented I think I heard you or Kevin say on this first little thing that you sent me that the first great awakening is the marriage of this nation and the second great awakening kept us from getting a divorce. Yes. Is that well, the way yes. you said it? We say the first great awakening was the birth. Okay. And then the second great awakening prevented our divorce. Like there was a, that second great awakening was such a strong move of God. It gave us the release, the power to stick to our founding principles because we had veered away from them. 
And the second great awakening, boy, the church rose up and was like, no, we are going to stick to all men are created equal. We are going to, we're going to stick to, we're going to be a republic because even that early in our country, it had been trying to shift away to not a free nation. Well, anyway, we've got a lot to say about uh, your ministry, but before we do that, I want Eden to be able to say something. So, Eden, you're now in your third year at Karis. How's Karis been for you? Yes, sir. I have loved it. It has been just the most transform transformational um, experience. I think that we were we were talking that every year has been just a little slightly different and in the best way. Um, I love being in the third year, but I've loved and appreciated being able to be in first year and second year and get that good foundation and then be able to go off into one of the third year tracks and learn about that. But with having like the safety of the foundation and the confidence in what we've learned at Karis and then being able to apply it and um, operate out of that has just so been So let me awesome. ask you uh, if Karis is what you thought it was going to be. I honestly don't know if I really walked in with a lot of expectations. You didn't have I, I did it. I wouldn't know what to expect, but it was a hundred percent more than I could have asked for or thought of. It's just been the biggest blessing. I think I've gotten to be around some of the best people and it's been such a beautiful community. I think for a lot of people would agree, it's almost kind of like an incubator. And you get to go in and everyone, you know, they just love the Lord and they're, they're really obedient to the teachings and you can tell people are working out and they're applying the teachings that they're learning and they're, you know, they're loving on you and giving you words of knowledge. Well, obviously you're real young and our school started out being old mm -hmm. and uh, we're getting more young people all the time. What's your impression about the young people here? Did you make a lot of friends and is it a good community? Yeah, I did. I've, I've loved, loved the um, age range. Like even on my missions trip, we had people that were in their 60s and 70s and people that were, I think I was probably the youngest. So it was, it was a, it's a great range and I think it's such a good idea to go just straight out of high school just into this and get that, again, just get a good foundation and learn all of these biblical worldviews before going into Absolutely. the world. Absolutely. Yeah, it's super How important. old were you when you came? I was 22. And so your sister Mia is here with you. How old is she? She is 21 right now. So she's younger. Than yeah, you. And so then you got another sister and then I you do. got a little brother. I so do. there's four in the family, yep. but two of you are here. Plus Rachel's sister, Becky, had her two kids mm -hmm. here at the same yeah. time. So we had four of the cousins Yep. We're all here together. That was yep. kind of it was, it is. It was dreamy. Yeah. It, it had been in my heart. I had hoped that they would come and Eden went off and started her bachelor's, but 2020 at a school in Georgia, we're from Georgia and 2020 happened and man, it mm -hmm. got both Eden and Mia's attention and they were like, we need to get rooted and grounded in this world. We've got to, we've got to know Jesus in this crazy world. So my dream came true. <laughs> it is. She did. When I graduated high school, she was like, how do you feel about Karis? And I was 18 and I was like, no, absolutely no not. Way. It's halfway across the country. No. And then um, she did the same thing when Mia graduated. Mia also said no, but then 2020 happened and we were like, well, that actually sounds like a good idea. So we came out here for campus days in 2021 and just followed That was it. it. Yep. That it was, was it. Campus <laughs> days. They were like, never mind. Yep. We want to come. So <laughs> you went to a year of secular college. I what did. Did, how did that go? What's the contrast? It was awful. <laughs> I don't awesome. mean, to, uh, yeah, it was, it was not awesome. It just was, they were, I w remember taking a Spanish class and we watched this movie that was just, it was so filthy. And you know, they're trying to teach us about culture and everything, but it just like, 
didn't make any sense. And um, yeah, I, there's not a lot of community there, and it's just it's kind of all over the place. And there, I I went to school when they were beginning to indoctrinate everyone into everything that they're teaching them now. So thankfully, I escaped the majority of it. Plus, on top of that, just really good teaching from my parents growing up and having that good like the Holy Spirit being like, this is not right. So I so when 2020 happened and it was school wasn't um, what I wanted and you know leaving you know moving home during 2020 because I was up in Atlanta um, during 2020 so there were, that was all of the lootings and the shootings and the fires and the autonomous She zones. was so and, generous because she was old enough to be making her own yeah. decisions but I asked her to, if they, she would come home and go online because she was 17 miles from that autonomous zone when BLM took over oh, and really? were shooting folks. I mean yeah. her campus was and I was like Babe. They bought me a taser and some mace. <laughs> Sweetie could you please you know come home just so we can try to figure out what in the literally in the world is going on. So she came home and it was during that time that we, when everybody was just trying to navigate through the chaos of 2020 that she and Mia turned to the Lord together. They had a sister, a sister connection, Jesus connection. And they're like, we need to, we need to um, get hold of Jesus. So yeah. I'm so, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been telling people that they ought to send their kids to Karis, even if they go into like the teaching profession and you have to go somewhere else to get your degree or if you have to be a doctor or a lawyer, you ought to go to Karis and at least get founded in the the, uh, basics of Christianity because... Colleges nowadays are toxic. Oh yeah. my gosh, and it's it's it really doesn't surprise me the people that come out of the colleges yeah. and the things that they believe and the way they're standing yeah. up for the terrorists that yep. attacked Israel and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. It's yeah. not right to do to young people. It's not right. That's a, such a vulnerable age. It's it's terrible. Yeah. So Karis has just been a life. So right before, we got a lot of things to talk about in a short period of time to do it. But right before we do that, you're my connection with Dwayne Sheriff, who has been one of my greatest blessings I'm in so my life. Glad. How did all that come to pass? Well, we were at Victory Life. Uh, Kevin and I led worship for Victory Life in Brownwood, Texas. And I didn't know Dwayne very long before I was like, man. Uncle Andy would like Dwayne Sheriff. And so I told two or three times, I was like, you, you need to meet my uncle. You would really love him. And he was already a fan. Well, I already knew Dwayne too. And I actually sent him money when their church burned back 25 years ago. And I'd heard about him, and the, the way I heard about him, he was the only other person I ever heard that gave things away. Well, you were his inspiration for that. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I, if I I'm knew, remembering correctly. I knew that he was the only other person I'd ever heard of that gave things away. And so I knew about him. People would tell me and and I got his newsletters and when his church burnt down, I think I sent him a hundred dollars. I didn't have much money, but I sent him something. <laughs> you sent him what you got. And so I knew about him, but then you just kept talking about yeah. him and you're the ones that finally made the connection with Dwayne. Well, he's such a good teacher too. And yeah, you guys, awesome. you not similar styles at all, but really beautiful revelation of the word. So when I told him, I was like, yeah, do you know Andrew Womack? He's my uncle. I just, y'all need to meet. I feel like you'd be such good friends and you were. So now he's on my board of directors and he's, he's one of our hosts here on Truth and Liberty Live. He's something special. He's he really awesome. Is. So anyway, we got, <laughs> we've talked about a lot of family things and stuff. <laughs> but, Welcome to the reunion. <laughs> but tell us about your uh, ministry and this awakening. You've got some really powerful speakers that it's not just you and Kevin. Who's on there with you? Well, I'm so thankful for this. We've been graced with these people, but you're in the class. So we teach the class. It's, it is 
Kevin and I are the host. We're hosting and we're teaching, but we've incorporated as teachers you, so Andrew Womack of Andrew Womack Ministries, John Graves of Million Voices, who Kevin works for John Graves, and he's a wonderful human. Um, so we have, explain what Million Voices is. Million Voices helps people get civically, uh, civically, you know, their heads on straight and then plugged in. So a little bit, it's similar to what the Awakening's doing. We do far more teaching. But, he um, does a lot of uh, taking, um, he can take the voting area and know yes. how to send things directly on a certain issue to certain people. It's amazing yes. how he knows what people are like through all these statistics. It's shocking because it's, you know, a stats, a stats yeah. person. Million Voices has created a tool, though, that you can um, communicate with your senators and congressmen on a regular basis. And so it's, it's phenomenal. So, but John teaches the class with us, and he's wonderful. E.W. Jackson that you mentioned earlier, so we had a presidential candidate in our class, yeah, which is yeah. just, he's a phenomenal, he's uh, awesome. wonderful, passionate, brilliant man um, is in the class with us. Um, William Federer, who um, God says he doesn't play favorites, so I shouldn't play favorites, but if mm. I had a favorite. <laughs> E.W. also happens to be one of our board members for Truth and Liberty. Yep, Mr. He's Federer. Uh -huh. Yep, he's in heat. So William Federer is in there, and what an historian, uh, world history, yep. American history, and just a, somehow he can connect the intricacies of the universe to the Constitution. So we were, <laughs> we were super happy to have him. But uh, William Federer, Rick Green of Patriot Academy. Mm -hmm. So um, he's another one. Uh, he, he was a big inspiration for the course. He teaches Constitution Alive. And so in 2020, when everything went crazy, one of the things we did is we, Kevin and I became Constitution coaches. So we took his class, which I still highly recommend, and um, we were teaching that class first. And so Rick Green is part of it. Lucas Smiles, who is another, he's super connected to you guys, and whoa, yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah, Lucas and I have been friends for a long, long time. Yeah, and uh, I hope I'm not leaving anybody out. I don't think I am. Uh, Lucas's Woke Jesus, and um, what is his other book? Woke Jesus and um, The Christian Left. Those two books, wow, he, he talks about them. He, he, he gives some ideas in the class that just help things make sense. Because since 2020, I think the body of Christ has gone, something's wrong, but we don't know what's wrong, and we sure don't know what to do about it. And so the class, and Lucas especially, well, in this context, is that's what it's designed to do. So, Rachel, uh, why did you get into all of this? What inspired you? I know most people don't know your mother the way that I did, but that woman... <laughs> Man, she was radical and she yes. was opinionated and she, man, she was. was strong in what she believed. Did you get it at home or where did you get this desire? For sure at home. Um, Eden mentioned a generational blessing. M Mom and dad both. Because uh, there was a level of, you know, crazy stuff going on. I grew up in public school and even in my generation, there was plenty going on that was yeah. weird, you know. And so they always supplemented at home, meaning we would come home and they'd say, all right, let's sift through this together. Historically, this is true. Historically, this is not true. And so we had done that with the girls too. So definitely there was a foundation there of just loving truth and being grateful for our country, which makes sense. <laughs> I think we should love the well, place that we're from. but people today don't understand that we do have a godly heritage. They are believing the lie that we were always... Uh, systemically racist, which yeah. is an absolute lie. So it's important what you're doing, getting the truth out. Yes, because mm -hmm. generations, even before my generation, have been taught 
to hate our country and honestly taught to hate truth and it just has wompy jawed thinking. And so, um, so yes, to answer your question, mom was, you know, she made sure that we understood what was going on. So, so but will you begin to gain information about this? Where'd you get that from? Well, um, honestly, uh, David Barton, I was I, I, a big background in radio. And so we were part of um, the NRB and I loved everything about NRB, but one year David Barton was there and it, I had a supernatural experience in the rotunda listening to David Barton. He held up the letter from the Danbury Baptist. Did you go Baptist. to the U.S. Uh, Congress? Yes. Oh, good. And he was giving. You did that tour. I've done that tour too, Statuary Hall. That, it's amazing. It was a, a, an evening tour yep. with him and he held up the letter from the Danbury Baptist to Thomas Jefferson. I didn't know that. I didn't know the truth about separation of church and state, even mm -hmm. though we had mom and dad at home telling us the truth. And I just remember I, I fell to the back of the crowd and told the Lord, Father, I, I could do this for the rest of my life. I want to know the truth. This is beautiful. And so that was the start of it. And that was 25 years ago. We read, um, oh, David Barton's big book, what yeah. is it? Uh, original intent. Yeah. And not you kidding. the Founder's Bible. It was a life changer. Mm -hmm. I just, you just don't know. And then you want to share that experience with people of, we just don't know. We haven't been taught. So. I went through that same tour and when I got through, I told Dave, I said, man, I didn't realize that there were so many godly things in this nation and stuff. And he said, you've been listening to the 10 Spies Network. That's where 10 Spies came from? Yeah. Was from his, really? That's where, where I got, he <laughs> says, you've been listening to the 10 Spies Network. And ever since then, I quote that all the time about I've heard using you say that, that referring to the secular news media. Well, I give you credit for that quote. I'm going to have to start telling people oh, no, it was David, it was David Barton. Barton. I pinched it from him. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly everything I've got, I pinch from somebody. <laughs> so the first time I'll give them credit and the second time it's God told <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So what is your, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, awakening Action Class. Awakening Action Class. What is the goal of it? What, how do you go through it? And is it available to people yet? It's not available yet. We're in post-production, but the goal of it is to teach the truth of the great awakenings, what they are. And honestly, we, we started the Reformation. We look at the golden thread that uh, our country, we are grand, our founder, our, our founding grandfathers and mothers, the pilgrims were children of the Reformation. So we are, our country, we are grandchildren, great-grandchildren of the actual Reformation. So we go all the way back there and we, we look at the golden thread and we look at just, I guess the class is designed to look at what God has been doing. We have all been taught what the devil has been doing in history and the wicked people he has been working through and it's all we've got. But God has been up to something from the very beginning. And so it's very much a connecting the dots, like let's look back and see what our father's been doing and then get on his side. So it's a lot of storytelling, a lot of history, a lot of things, uh, all of it probably, unless you've been watching Truth and Liberty and David Barton and William Federer, no one knows. So um, it's very enlightening. It's, it's designed to help people connect with what the Father has been doing from the beginning, you know, in generations. Then the thing that I feel like that I'm very excited about, we have action steps. Because again, since 2020, you know, if you're born again, you know something's going on. I mean, the Holy Spirit in you is like, okay, you should be very suspicious that you can't go to work because you can't take a shot. I mean, something, you know, but people have been asking the big question, what do we do? What do we do? And it's a valid question 
because you know everybody's telling you this is a conspiracy and this is wrong, but there's not a lot out there that says this is what you do. So we have 15 action steps that, of my little tagline, that every American needs to take to preserve our freedoms for the next generation. So you've already produced all of this, but you just haven't got it in a form that people can get yet? Correct. We so are fundraising still. We've captured 40 hours of content that'll be down, you know, we'll get it down to seven or eight hours. And we're in post-production. So um, we have the first class done and we are fundraising along the way to get it done. So if people wanted to contribute to this, how would they do it? AwakeningActionClass.com, and I would ask you to do two things. I would love to have your donation. Again, we would love to gift it to the nation. It's a suggested donation of 7676. So we would love to have people give. And then if you'll get on our mailing list, then you can start keeping up with us because we send out an email a week with a, a little, just a little, you know what, inspired by American Minute, very much similar to mm -hmm. William Federer's. William know. Federer puts out an American Minute every day that I read. I've been doing that for years. It's wonderful. It's awesome. I don't know hardly any of it. And I've been reading it for years. Everything I read, I'm like, this is phenomenal. I mean, people. No, Bill Federer and David Barton are probably two national treasures that Agreed. very few people know about. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had William on here many, many times. Matter of fact, the only problem I have with him is that if you ask him, what are they doing, you know, with this COVID stuff? He will go back to Plato and he'll start at Plato and he'll work so up to this and show you how that all this stuff weaves <laughs> together and it's like 20 minutes to answer a one minute question. It's a beautiful mind. I, he's, he's, he's a hero. He's phenomenal. He is phenomenal. He's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, we got some people on the lines right now, but we have some lines open. If you want to call in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be taking a break and then we'll start taking your calls. So that's 719-619-2341. 719-619-2341. And if you want to call in and make a comment or ask a question, we'll be taking your calls here in just a few minutes. Amen. So real quickly, you can tell us what the third year program, you're in film and production, and that's Elizabeth Murin. Many of the people watching know who Robert and Elizabeth Murin are, and they brought just a tremendous uh, benefit to our ministry. I mean, it's awesome. So what's it like being in film and production class? It has been the most <laughs> wonderful challenge. Like I just, I appreciate everything that they do, but Elizabeth's heart has been so, it just resonates so much with my heart, but a lot of her heart is just, it's the get over yourself dummy, and um, it's not about you, yeah. and it's been so helpful with, um, with just getting, it's just getting over yourself, but it's also for her and the arts, and it's been, you know, the, all the people that come in have been so great, you know, and, um, but it's been so much fun. Like, Let it me really... just point out that I had Robert and Elizabeth on last week on this program, and we were talking about people that are into film and production and movies and things like that. And one of the common threads is that those people are all about themselves and they are full so of themselves. And Elizabeth is just the opposite. She yep. will knock that stuff out of you. Yeah. Wow. So this is, I mean, the quality of it, I believe is second to none, but the heart of it is something that I don't know you could get anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I think that's why her like her productions and everything, the heart is so pure and it reaches so many people because she knows it's not about her and it's not mm -hmm. about elevating herself, but the Lord. Um, and I think that's just what makes her work so effective to people seeing it. And when she, she's been in uh, different places and worked in different, uh, I'm not gonna mention the name of the venue, but people there were all they were performing, but it wasn't. It was all for them. It wasn't for the Lord, even though it was a Christian venue. And she has changed that so that 
in our productions, and, and Eden probably knows this better than I do, but I mean people are doing this as to the Lord. Absolutely. And they're doing it for the glory of the Lord and they aren't taking the credit for themselves and it makes a difference yeah, in those it really performances. Does. Yeah. So you like it? I do. I adore it. It's been such a, it's been so wonderful. <laughs> Plus wonderful Eden surprise. works in our AVL uh, department and if you're watching the praise and worship lots of times she will be up there with a the camera going around showing the different things and so she's sometimes on those videos. Yep, that's me. <laughs> Were you going to say something? Oh, well, and she was a leper in Heart of Christmas. That's right. <laughs> I was. She was, was the gal that got to drive. I was. Yes, and I. <laughs> I, I would love to see. She has come to life. She and Mia both have come to life at Karis. It has been. We're just grateful as parents and thankful, and it's what you hope for for your children. It really is. I'm yeah. Man, that's a great recommendation right there. So yeah. those of you that have kids or grandkids, I'm telling you, you need to send them to a place where they can get grounded in the Word before you throw them to the wolves. You know, the statistics show that it's like 80% of Christian youth renounce their faith within one year of college. That's how toxic it is. Yeah. And I tell you, that's just wrong to put our kids in that kind of an environment. And if they have to go to a college to get a degree, then you ought to at least send them to Karis for one year. We have Biblical Worldview with Alex McFarland that we have in our school, and we will give them a foundation that will enable them to last through those attacks that they have against Christianity. All right, we're going to take a 90-second break, but we'll be right back to take your questions. We still have lines open at 719-619-2341. Let's take this break, and then we'll be right back. With practical government, you have experts in the fields that are sharing their perspective, wisdom, and experience. It's not available anywhere else in the world. We're going to teach a Christian heritage of our American government. They're going to learn about the Founding Fathers. We're teaching the Constitution, how government operates, practical skills, and field study. No matter where you're coming from, the world needs you. Whatever God's calling you to do, you're able to do it. To learn more, visit practicalgovernmentschool.com. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. Hi, my name is Carrie Pickett, and like many of you, I wear lots of hats. But most of all, I'm a child of God. Ever since I was young, my desire has been to share the unconditional love of God. There is nothing more rewarding to me than people changing their lives and then changing the world. That's why I'm inviting you to join me wherever you are, and let's discover together these foundational truths that will transform your life. Praise the Lord. We're back from our break. You're here on Truth and Liberty Live call-in show with Andrew, and I've got my niece, Rachel, and my grandniece, Eden, <laughs> that are here with us, and we've been having a great time. Uh, we're going to take some calls, but right before, the, or right before the break was over, you mentioned that you forgot to mention Lance Walnow how as can, one of the people. How could anybody forget Lance Walnow? <laughs> well, I've tried it. <laughs> He's a character. He's an unforgettable gentleman. Lance is also a board member here at Truth and Liberty. He's yes. the one that helped us get this started. Matter of fact, he's the one that came up with the idea of this program. Wow. And so he came up with the idea, and we were going to let him do it, and then he got busy, and it wound up me having to do it. 
<laughs> so anyway, what about Lance? Is he one of the speakers on your deal? He's wonderful. You say about Lance, and I, it's super appropriate. He comes at things from such a different angle. It's so helpful. I just would not think of the things that he thinks of. But he's got a great perspective on where we are, biblically where we are, and where he feels like it's going. Mm -hmm. And it's life-changing. Um, because it helps people not be afraid in super scary times. No, he just looks at things from a different perspective. I tell people he uses a different part of his brain than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think the way he does. If you've ever met Annabelle, have you met his wife? Yes. Well, she's, I think, where that comes from. She <laughs> is different. She's One a blessing, flesh. but she's just refreshing. Uh, she's done some really strange things at our <laughs> meetings when she comes passing out materials and doing stuff. They're just quite a hoot. They are, and helpful well, off the chart. So he, again, the, the, the teachers, the influencers really graced us in the class, and they're rich. Like what you guys contribute is just rich. People need to know it. Okay, so the number is 719-619-2341. Let's go to JJ, and you're calling from Antarctica. Mm. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> Where are you? In... I'm here on vacation. Wow. And, uh, man, it's great to have you on the show, JJ. So uh, you're on with Rachel and Eden and Andrew. Thanks. Well, Rachel, I wanted to ask, and I think you just kind of answered part of my question, was I wanted to know how much the seven mountains were incorporated into your teaching. But since you just mentioned that Lance was one of your teachers, I know it's probably something that was an influence. Can you speak more to that? JJ, you're totally catching the vibe of the class. <laughs> we definitely um, love the perspective of Seven Mountains and believe that the Lord would have his people at the tippity top of all of them. So Lance absolutely um, touches on that. And we all, uh, we kind of traffic in the idea all over the class because it's, it's a helpful idea. God's people need to be prospering and um, we need to be influencing. We need to be releasing the kingdom wherever we are, and the kingdom is beautiful and helpful for everybody. And, and so, so, at the tippity top of the mountain, <laughs> that has top. to be a wamakism. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard anybody else do that, but my family and. Oh, Grady, the Times people. Well, you know, you're on camera all the time, but the Times are are are. are, are, are TV people were like, could you say something besides tippity top or, <laughs> or strong as a field of garlic? I'm like, I'm sorry, this is my family of origin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got quite a few sayings. Yeah. So, JJ, I hope that answers your question. Man, what a blessing to have you watching and listening in from Antarctica. God bless you. All right, we still got some lines open to 719 619 2341. So, let's go to Mitchell. You're calling in from Tennessee. You're on the air with Andrew. Rachel and Eden. Good evening, Andrew, Rachel, brother Andrew, Rachel and Eden. It's been a while, Andrew. It's been months ago. If I'm doing well. Cool. Good. I'm Antarctica too. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, sir. I'm on speakerphone. I have a question. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine on a chat line about this, and I told her I would ask this question. Um, because of the mess going on over in Israel and all the stuff going on, do you think there's a chance they're going to come over here and mess with us? <laughs> Well, let me start, and I'll let Rachel uh, comment on this, but it's already started. The stuff that's happening in America is not just organic. It is started, of course, we have thousands and thousands of terrorists that are coming across the southern border, and I forget the figures. I'm, I don't focus on this, but it was like, I don't know, a hundred-something terrorists that were arrested in the last month. 
at the last, uh, you know, in the southern border, and I can guarantee you many of them are getting through. All of the BLM stuff that happened and so much of these riots and a lot of the things that are happening, these protests that are going on for the Palestine, that is not organic. It's not just normally happening. This is being coordinated by terrorists, and they, you know, there's different ways of doing terrorism. It's not only uh, shooting and bombing, but they just are trying to destabilize everything. If you go back and read, I think it was 50 things that were read into the congressional record in the 1950s that the communists did. They listed 50 things that they were going to do. And I mean, you can go right down the list, and they are all happening now. And it's not just happening, uh, you know, organically. It's not happening just as a result of things. It's planned. They came against the family. They wanted to promote homosexual, homosexuality, all types of immorality to destabilize our Judeo-Christian ethic. So we've got terrorism going on right now, big time. And uh, of course, whether it ever gets to the point like, uh, you know, Hamas attacked Israel, I don't know that we will have that happen inside. It's a different type of terrorism. One last thing before I turn Rachel loose is that we've had Kamal Salim on this uh, program numerous times, and he was a jihadist that came over here with, uh, I think it's Uma Abedin, I'm not sure her name, but anyway, she was the uh, uh, chief strategist for uh, Hillary Clinton when she ran for president, and they both came over here as jihadists, Muslim jihadists, to destroy America. And this woman was the chief of staff for Hillary Clinton, but they were doing it in a subtle way. And anyway, uh, Kamal had a car wreck and wound up having to rehab and stayed with the doctor and he got born again and now he's speaking out and exposing all of these things. But there are thousands and thousands of jihadists in the United States already. So, Mitchell, your question about will it come to the U.S.? It's here and this is one of the reasons that we're having the problems is because the body of Christ isn't aware that we're in this battle and they are still just sitting around the campfire singing kumbaya, and uh, we're in a battle right now. What do you say, Rachel? I couldn't say it any better. I mean, um, that one of the motivations behind the class is to wake people up to that this is a, this is an historic generational spirit that Christians, our job is to face this in every single generation. But this is the same, you know, this is what people were, when the Lord was dealing with Babel, when people were dealing with Nebuchadnezzar, when God's people were dealing with, it's the same spirit. And so we desperately need to wake up and understand it's very intentional, it's very planned, it's from the beginning of time, and that our job as Christians is to release the kingdom in this world that puts that thing down that would hurt people. So again, I can't say it any better than you did. This has been going on since before I was on the planet. Well, it's been going on since the Garden of Eden. It's the spirit of Antichrist and it just takes different forms. Sometimes they'll call it communism, Marxism. Right. They'll call it liberalism, wokeism. They have different names, but it's the exact same spirit. It's the same. It is man is God or God is God. That's right. And when God is God, you get a very definite result. And when man is God, you get Hamas. You get everything that we have been, you know, dealing with. So in answer to Mitchell's question, if it's going to come over here, I, you know, I'll hopefully always be the 
eternal optimist. I hope that nothing like that ever happens on our soil. But honestly, we're having a more dangerous kind of warfare, and it's a psychological, mental warfare, mm -hmm. and it has been wildly successful. I mean, when you're watching the 10 Spies Network, so you watch any major network, the protest against Israel, it's nonsensical. There's no way to justify it if you understand anything about history, if you understand anything about the truth. There are not, this is not like two sides to the story. And so it's been, it hasn't been shocking in one way, but it's, it's grieving, it's grievous to watch it. So it's, it's already here and been You know, happening. I had Mohammed Faridi on my program not too long ago, and Mohammed is a Muslim who uh, killed people. He was a jihadist and kill people. He came over here, graduated from our school. I remember the first day he walked in, I, I just happened to be standing there at the door and he walked in. Of course, he was an Iranian, so he looked different. He had a backpack and I said, hi, I'm Andrew. And he goes, I'm Mohammed. And I go, are you friendly? <laughs> I wasn't sure why he was here. And anyway, he graduated from our school. He loves the Lord. He's the head of Iranian Christians International. And I was asking him a similar question, and he said that the reason that all of the Arabs come together, even though there are different branches of Arabs, like the Sunnis hate the other forms of Arabs, but they will all unify against God, which is personified in America and in Israel. The leftists will all unify against anything that's godly. And he was bringing out this point that it is a spiritual battle and it's demonic. And so therefore, all of these different groups, even though they have different names, they will all unify because it is all anti-God. It's anti-Christ is what it is. And it's the only explanation for it. There's no other natural reason to see those groups unify. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's nonsense in the natural. And a, a good lens, a, an appropriate lens that helps people understand is again, man is God or God is God. Yeah. And it looks polar opposites. And see, I call that idolatry. Most people don't make yeah. the connection. They think, well, I don't worship an idol, but if God says this, and you say, I don't care what God says, I'm going right. to do this. You're making yourself God. You are worshiping yourself. I mean, this is a helpful lens just living daily life. I mean, this is, isn't this just dealing with our flesh? Look, you're making a decision. I'm either going to be God here or I'm going to obey the Lord and God is going to get to be God in my life. So, I mean, it's, it's a good lens for life. You know, I was being interviewed last week on uh, the Oasis Network and this uh, guy that was asking the question, he says, sometimes God tells you to do this, but you want to do the opposite and you struggle and do this. And he says, what advice do you have? And I, I, this may sound wrong. Some people may misunderstand what I'm saying, but I said, I don't think that way. If I know that God wants me to do something, it's the end of my struggle. Yeah. I said, I'll do it. I don't care if it costs me my life. And I mean that because I, I left school when God told me to. I got drafted and sent to Vietnam. Could have cost me my life. I stood up against the government and sued them. And it, they said they were going to take our 501c3 away. They were going to put me in prison. But I just can't relate to a person who says, I know God tells me to do this, tells me to go to Bible school, but I don't want to go to Bible school. I would never do that. If I know that God wants me to do something, I'd do it. I don't care what the results would be. And I think that if you don't have that attitude, then you are making yourself God. You're saying, God, I don't care what you say. This is what I want to do. Well, it's tight, but it's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard that one, too. Oh, my gosh. No, I appreciate you for that. I'm going to Europe. I mean, you're 
that's true about you. I've never known anything else but that from you, and it's an inspiration to us because I, I would love to say that my struggle's that simple. <laughs> but thank you for being but such a good picture. But that's what it should be. I mean, if he's God, yeah. well, no, then it's true. you aren't. Yeah. It's true. And so who are you to sit there and say no? It's you know, true. I've got 20, I've got 1,200 employees or something, and if I tell them to do something, somebody might say, well, is there another way to do this? I could discuss something with them, but I mean, if I say, no, this is the way it's going to be done or else, and if they just said, well, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do it the way I want to, they wouldn't be my employee very long. Yeah. And that's an employer-employee relationship. I can't even imagine people telling God that, God, you want me to do this, but that's not what I want to do. I'm not going to do it. Man, if I was God, I'd just turn you into a pile of ashes. Well, when you say it like that, <laughs> we don't have any excuse. All right, we still got some lines open at 719-619-2341. We've got a Quinn, which just happens to be Rachel's son and Eden's brother on the phone with us. So, Quinn, you're on Truth and Liberty with Andrew, your mom and your sister. Hello? I have an idea whose birthday it is. I do. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention that. Oh, this man. is Rachel's 50th birthday today. Oh, Happy birthday. Thank you. you so much. I feel very celebrated on Truth and Liberty. This is a dream come true. I love this show. We don't miss it, so thank you. Quinn, I'm glad you called and pointed that out. I had forgotten to mention that. Oh, little guy. Thanks, son. Happy birthday, Mom. Oh, thank you, baby. <laughs> you little sweet guy. Thank you, sweetie. Well, that's awesome. How old are you, Quinn? I am 10 years old. 10 years old. You know, when Quinn was born, Mom looked at him and she said, you finally have a Womack. He looks like you. He looks like <laughs> he the Womack. Good looking kid. He's a good looking kid. <laughs> I love you, son. Oh, that's awesome. Hello, Mom. That's awesome. Thanks, Quinn, for the call. <laughs> we still got some lines open at 719-619-2341. Let's go to Adele. You're a Truth and Liberty member. Let me real quickly mention before we put you on the air, Adele, that the way you become a member is uh, we have, I forget how many people on staff with Truth and Liberty, but it's probably around 10 or something like that. And so there are expenses, this daily broadcast, and the way we do that is people go to truthandliberty.net and slash donate, I think it is, and for $5 or more per month, automatic withdrawal, you become a Truth and Liberty member. And so, Adele, thank you for being a member with us. You're from Mississippi, and you're on the air with Rachel, Eden, and Andrew. Hello, Rachel, Eden, and Andrew. How are y'all today? We are blessed. We're well, Adele. So am I. God bless you. Um, I just wanted to comment and then ask a quick question. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, I wanted to, my comment is I want to praise God for what Edna and Mia and Rachel and what's her husband's name? Kevin? Kevin. Kevin. What, how, what they're doing. I just, oh man, this is where my heart goes. This is where my heart goes. Y'all are talking about my thing right now. Amen. Uh, I just wanted to say, praise God, bless y'all, prayers, everybody. We need Thank more you. of this, more of this, more of this. Thank and, you, Adele. You know, I I agree with you about David Barton. He is the man. He is <laughs> He's the, the man. man. He is the man. Well, God bless you. And my question is, I watched the live call in about the Karis Building Fund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just went at you. I saw great success. Great success. I think you were like three-quarters of the way through to your goal. Did you make your goal? 
Well, you know, that night that we broadcast that, that was, what, a week ago Tuesday, a week ago last night, I think it was. And uh, we got about $625,000 pledged that night. And since that time, we've now had over a million dollars come in, which wow. is what I was believing for. So we got more than a million. It didn't come in all in that one night, but we've had uh, more than a million come in. So that's going to help us get these two dorms done. Be awesome. And then can I speak to Adele? Yes. Adele, thank you so much. Um, part of the Awakening Action class is we do give our 15 action steps, but we are hoping to stir everybody's creative best because, you know, we're going to see certain things. Eden's going to see what needs to be done that I don't. Uncle Andy sees what I don't see. We all have got something to bring to the table. The Holy Spirit has given all of us original and wonderful ideas to release the to release the kingdom into this world and so um thank you for um thank you for your encouragement and it is designed for people like you we hope to stir it up and then you know you have your own ideas in your community in your city hall and your your school boards and your because you know that's how it's gonna this thing is gonna change is locally our whole a constitutional republic is designed to work locally Absolutely. Because you can, you know, you can hold people accountable. So Adele, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you, Adele. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Uh, I just wanted to say, go to your school board. It's not hard. It is not That's hard. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And no, true. we're making a difference right here in Woodland Park. We've now gotten national attention, had ABC, NBC, and all the major networks come here. We're the very first one to pass a new curriculum that is based on the uh, biblical history, history of America. And uh, it's, it's making national headlines. That's amazing. And it is easy. She's right. It's just going like you guys have done. You're crushing it, of course. Doing well. We're doing a lot of things behind the scenes. Can't tell because they already <laughs> hate me so badly. So we still got some lines open, 719-619-2341. Eden, let me ask you a question. We were talking about student housing. And, of course, all of the people that are at Karis have housing or they wouldn't be here. But how hard is it to get housing? You probably have a perspective on that. From my experience, it has it is incredibly hard without the Lord. So the Lord has graciously just provided housing for us every single year that me and my sister have been here. But um, they've had three different housing situations each year, so we it's have, been a challenge. Yeah, and then thankfully this year we had a friend that they just bought the house and they're gonna give it, they're gonna rent it out to care students you know, after we're gone and everything, but it is, it's definitely, I think the, the student housing is going to be incredibly helpful to that because I've just, I can't count the amount of people I've had conversations with that they're believing for housing or like when you guys will call it from the pulpit and the amount of people that'll stand up, it's just like, it's, it's incredible. So we have about 75, 7,800 people in this community and we have 1,200 students now. Oh, wow. And then we also have um, 850 employees here in this area. So anyway, housing is just at a premium. We've got one guy, I, this was a neat story, but some of our uh, people that were graduates invited people over to their house. I think it was for a Christmas or Thanksgiving thing. And there was a Jewish man that they invited along and he was so well received and so touched that he has bought like a dozen houses in Woodland Park and just wow. rents them out. That's to awesome. students. And so there's, I don't even know how many people, 20, 30, 40 houses that have been nothing but rented out to students. If it wasn't for that, 
uh, we probably wouldn't have our 1,200 students. Wow, yeah. that's really true. So wow. we are building out our campus to house uh, at least 1,000 people in our dorms, and these first two dorms are going to house 156 or 58 uh, students in these first two dorms. We plan on having those finished by August of 2024. And then we've already got the foundations poured and a lot of the work done on four other dorms. So hopefully by the start of the 25 school year, we should have six dorms done at 79 people per dorm. Wow. So that's going to be, what, 300 and something. So anyway, we're, we're working on it. Now our youngest daughter is in school too, and she's in a traditional dorm. She's in the kind of dorm that I was in, that Kevin was in. Um, your dorms are not traditional dorms. <laughs> they are gorgeous, they're beautiful. I'm a college dropout, so I never <laughs> stayed in a dorm. I was at home, so I don't know what it's like, but everybody on staff who stayed in a dorm said these are not like any they're dorms they've ever been. Well, and I've just seen the, you know, the markups of them, but man, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're yeah, really pretty. Really, really be nice. Yeah. All right, thank you, Adele, so much. Let's go to Cynthia. You're a partner with us. You're also a Caris student calling in from Colorado. So you're on with Rachel, Eden, and Andrew. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking my call, and what a great... Uh, Great uh, production this is today. Rachel, thank you for what you're doing. I wondered, um, I have two questions, one for Rachel and one, Andrew, for you. Um, okay. Rachel, I wondered if you would give us just a little bit of a preview, because this is always my number one question. How can I be hands and feet for the Lord with what's going on? And mostly I get where you can pray. Of course I pray, but I want to get out there and be the hands and the feet and the voice. So could you give us just a little bit of preview about this production that you're putting together, these steps that you're putting together for us to take, and maybe give us a little one or two preview of some of those steps? Absolutely. That's a great question. So are, you're asking basically, like, what are some of our action steps? Did I understand? Yes, Okay, great. Um, and I love that. We have 15 solid action steps, but like you said, they're really closer to 30 and they are praying, inner, you know, inner uh, um, fasting and, and interceding and things like that. So um, thank you for that. But the 15, uh, I'll just pick one at random, but our money is crucial. I mean, uh, money is at the bottom of just about everything, honestly. <laughs> Sad to say, but in the world it is. And so how we're handling our finances is crucial. So um, investments, we really need to uh, clean up our investments. We do not need to be investing with the big folks. There are basically three big companies that are funding everything going on in the, the globe. And so you we need to get- Funding it in a good sense or bad, bad way. woke? in a bad way that, that are woke. So just that spirit of the world that we've been talking about, the spirit of man, it's not a big group of, of, of people or organizations. It really is a small group of folks. And we need to pull our money of our investments, our 401ks, our IRAs, our, our money, and we need to be investing them in values-based um, companies and wealth builders, who's with Uncle Andy as well too, they absolutely, this is a service that they that they um, offer and it's imperative. This, this is not a small one, this is a big one. And pe most people need help with it and that's fine, but we need to get our investments and our money cleaned up. We need to take our money out of what the devil is doing. I'll just be as, <laughs> as clear mm -hmm. as I could possibly be, but divest from what the enemy is doing in the world and put it in companies that are pro-values, pro the United States, just pro, you know, helpful that are gonna actually help people and not um, destroy. 
Yeah, it's like us buying oil from the Iranians when we had the right. largest oil reserves on the planet here in the United States. Under Trump, we were energy independent, and now we are putting billions of dollars into our enemies' hands that are funding Hamas and Hezbollah and Houthi and stuff. They are wreaking havoc with it, too. And it's it's a crazy thing to think that, you know, we're we're over here working, we're doing our thing, and we're, we're getting, getting our paycheck. And that we are funding that somehow—that's yeah. not right. And that Biden needs to be released six million, six billion to Iran of frozen assets, and then just a, a month ago or so released another twelve billion. So that's eighteen billion dollars worth of Iranian assets that were frozen that Biden has released, and it's all gone towards the Hezbollah and Hamas. And Rachel also mentioned wealth builders. That's uh, my CEO of my ministry, Billy Epperhart. That's his ministry, and he has a lot of things about where you invest your money. So very helpful. This is really good. That if you cut off the flow of money to these woke corporations, it's just like Budweiser and Target. They have suffered a 30% loss in revenues, which amounts to billions of dollars. And I guarantee you that'll put pressure on them to quit being the way they are. It's absolutely working. Like people are waking up to this. They're awakening all over the place and it is working and it will always work. I mean, it's, that sounds like common sense, but if we are not paying attention to where our 401k is, I guarantee you, it's with, that's another. It's with it's with the biggies that are funding all of this, and so that would be um, one action step. And we give more detail on how to do that, and we even suggest wealth builders because again, you're going to need some help with it. Most people need. I needed some help with it when we started cleaning up all of our invest. Sure enough, again, I, when I started looking at what we had invested, it, it's all in the same. Uh, not good place. Yeah. So you got to pull it out and put it somewhere right. So Cynthia, you said you had a second question. We've only got about a minute before a break. I do. And thank you so much, Rachel, for that information. That's awesome. Uh, Andrew, obviously we're all uh, on our, the edges of our seats uh, listening to what's going on with the Colorado Supreme Court and what they have done. And I just wondered, I was very anxious to get on uh, Truth and Liberty today to see if you were going to have any guests uh, this week that are going to be addressing the issue? I don't think we have anybody addressing that issue this week. We talked about it last week on my program. Uh, Trump just uh, had a ruling, I think it was in Wisconsin today, that they refused to take him off the ballot there because they said it's unconstitutional. It's completely unconstitutional what Colorado has done. But I actually think it's going to work for good because a lot of these liberals were trying to do this state by state by state. So there was like 50 different attacks on Trump. Now that this has happened in Colorado, I guarantee you they're going to put this to the Supreme Court and try and get a ruling before the first primary comes up. And I think that the Supreme Court now with a conservative majority are going to rule that this is unconstitutional. And it'll actually work out for good because that will stop any of the rest of the states from just continuing to, you know, attack him like this. So I think it'll actually work out together for good. All right, so uh, let's take a break for 90 seconds. We'll be right back after this. We still got some lines open at 719-619-2341. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events.
created with a purpose. Written in the heart of God. Long before you were born, He is calling you to find it. We want to help you experience His unconditional love to be equipped and empowered to become a world changer. Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. So welcome back to Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. I'm Andrew Womack, and I've got my niece, Rachel, here, and her daughter, Eden. And uh, we've been having a good time. We've had some great calls and things come in. Let me real quickly mention that my staff just reminded me on the, that on December the 26th, which I guessed was just yesterday, is that right? Yep. Uh, we had Bill Federer on. We've been talking about him, and he was on our Truth and Liberty Live call-in show with... Uh, Richard Harris, and they were talking about, is there really a Santa Claus? Have you ever seen Bill's stuff on all of that? It's great. And he goes <laughs> back through history. Matter of fact, I read his American uh, Minute uh, just yesterday, and that's what it was on. And he went back through history and shows that December the 25th is probably the exact day that Jesus was born. And then he goes back and shows all of the ways it was celebrated throughout history. And then he also goes into St. Nicholas. And of course, there's a lot of things that have been, you know, uh, exaggerated and they've turned it into a fat man in a red suit that flies around the earth and goes down everybody's chimney and stuff. And I'm not saying that all that stuff is right, but there is a foundation for some of this stuff. And so you can go to our archives, December the 26th, just yesterday, and you can see that. Amen. So we've still got some lines open, 719-619-2341. This is our last segment. Let's go to Tim calling in from Wisconsin. You're on Truth and Liberty with Rachel, Eden, and Andrew. Yes, hi, Andrew. Hello. Rachel and Eden, how are you doing? We are blessed. Okay, so my question is, I don't know, I guess a bit complicated. Um, I'm trying to discern... I've been praying about it for a while, years actually, about moving out of the community where we live or staying here and starting a Bible study. And I've actually called in before and asked your advice on, you know, how do we discern what church we're supposed to be part of when we're in a community where there really isn't great um, spirit-filled churches. But so my question is, I, I really have a desire to moved to Oklahoma and be part of Pastor Dwayne Sheriff's Church down there. That's a you good know? church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I visited there one time and I've met Pastor Dwayne a time or so and and I, I have a big family. In fact, Andrew, I don't know, you, you probably don't remember, but I the very first time I met you in person was at Summer Family Bible Conference in the summer of 2019 and I walked up to you and I said, uh, I said, Andrew, I have 10 kids and it's your fault because, and you're like, how do you figure that? And I, and I said, I listened to your series on how to find, follow and fulfill God's will. And God spoke to me and 
led me to led my wife and I to adopt a bunch of kids. Oh, anyway, wow. I, have, I have a big family. I got ten kids, um, but we're we're part of, we're in a community where there's just not great options for real solid, balanced biblical church. And I've wrestled for years about do I start a Bible study that could eventually turn into a church, or do I just be happy with the best of not great choices here in my community, or do I just pull up stakes and move and and find a community where there's good, solid, balanced, spirit-filled church and, you know, good, solid community, Christian community, you know, for my family. So I... Well, Tim, let me, uh, let me break in here and try and answer this. If you've already heard my teaching on how to find, follow, and fulfill God's will, you've got some of the foundation, some of the basics. I've got a brand new teaching that I put out just this, this year, 2023, on uh, four basics of hearing God's voice. And it's things that I've taught before, but the way I organized it and put it together, it's one of the best teachings I've ever done on that. And you could call 719-635-1111. That's our 24-hour-a-day prayer line. And uh, they could give you that material. They could send you that book, and that would really help you. But uh, those are all generalities. As far as how you know specifically, the most specific thing that I can offer you is Colossians 3.15 that says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. And that word rule means to umpire. And just like, you know, when they throw a ball in baseball, they just, you can't say, well, I'm not sure. Let's just do it over. No, you've got to make a decision. And the way you make that decision is you let peace be the umpire. So Tim, from what you're saying, just, you know, the brief moment that you spoke here, you don't feel peace the way that things are you know that there's something that needs to change. So what I would do in your situation is sit down and consider my options about moving to Oklahoma, being a part of Dwayne Sheriff's Church, or staying there where you are and starting your own Bible school, or number C, you know, other, is there something <laughs> else that you want me to do? And I would just with my imagination consider what happens if I make those decisions. And as you consider this, and prayerfully ask God to direct you, you will feel more peace about one of those options than you will the other. And that's one I would follow. And I don't care if it, you may not feel total peace, but you have to let the peace of God rule, umpire, make a decision. And so that's the way that I would do it. And you just have to start. If you aren't sure, if you, if you still don't have confidence that you're hearing from God, well then start moving very slowly. Like say for instance, if it was, about moving. Just start thinking, all right, if this is God telling me to move, what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to get a new place. I'm going to have to get a new job. I'm going to, and you just start thinking about some things and just start making plans, moving slowly. It's like a boat. If that boat is sitting still, you can flip a rudder 360 degrees and it won't give any direction to that boat at all. But if you start moving even slowly, well, then it can start giving you some direction. So if you aren't 100% sure, just start making some plans and moving in that direction and you'll either lose your peace and think, nope, this isn't God, or you will start seeing things work out. So anyway, that's the... Uh, that's an instruction I'd give you. But if you'd call 719-635-1111, they'll send you that little booklet entitled Four Basics of Hearing God's Voice. You got anything to add to that? Lady? What he said. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, How about you, Eden? How did you hear God tell you to come to Karis? 
That's it, a big decision. Yeah, it is. I would definitely say I, it wasn't right up front. I think my sister t said that she heard from the Lord first, and I was like, well, okay. And like, just the funniest of places it hit me was um, they had a job fair downstairs, and I was able to see all the possibilities and all of the opportunities that were in front of me. And it opened up my imagination and my horizon, and that was where the Holy Spirit was like, you need to be here. Now you work for us now in AVL, but you didn't start off working for us. So job fair, job fair. Who did you start working with? I actually didn't meet anybody, but we uh, we walked around town with our uh, resumes, and we ended up going to one of the coffee shops in town, which we have six. And that's great. We got more coffee shops than we got liquor <laughs> we, stores. We that really shows do. You the influence <laughs> awesome. of Karis Bible College. Yeah, but that's awesome. The owners were actually um, Karis graduates, and um, I gave them my resume, and they. Were were just they were monumental in my just adjustment and they were my little family away from family they've so they've been, been wonderful they've been precious to They're me precious I just love people. them Who was but it? they were Jim and Jesse Huthmaker oh, yeah. so they own Righteous mm -hmm. Grounds mm -hmm. in town but they've they've been wonderful but they were cares people but um, just the yeah the job fair was really helpful and just letting me see all of the options and opportunities I had if I moved up here and that was where the Lord spoke to me so that's awesome yeah Anyway, I hope that helps, Tim, and uh, I'm just believing with you, man. If you mentioned 2019, that's now been four years ago, you need to get this resolved, man, <laughs> and start moving in some direction. I believe that'll help you. So we still got lines open, 719-619-2341. Please call. We'd love to talk to you. Let's go to Judy uh, from Colorado. You're on with Rachel, Eden, and Andrew. Well, hi, uh, Rachel and Eden and Andrew. Um, Hi, Judy. I recognize you. You're a friend from, man, what, four decades or something like that. We've known each other a long time. 1982, I came to your um, office in Manitou, and I volunteered, and I put the labels on the cassette tapes. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I wonder if I met you when I was a little girl, Judy. You Maybe. probably did. I probably did. You probably saw my sister and niece come through there. Maybe. Maybe. Well, that's why I'm calling because when um, um, my sister Kathy and I became good friends with Lavelle, Andrew's mom, after we attended a gospel truth seminar, and um, then whenever Joyce would come to town uh, to visit Lavelle, then Joyce would call me and my sister Kathy and say, we're uh, we're going to go out for Chinese food, so please meet us at such and such a restaurant. So we would go meet your mom and Lavelle at the restaurant, and um, it was just a wonderful time, and it's just so nice to put faces with names. And when I heard you were on, I just, I, I, I just dropped everything. I thought I've got to see these gals mm. that. Uh, Joyce and Lavelle talks about. So yeah. anyway, uh, Judy, I remember you now. I re you were really special to Grandma. Yeah, Judy and Kathy were. They worked for us, volunteered, yeah. did a lot of things, but they were good friends. Lavelle was my mother's name. Joyce was my sister's name, and my mother moved here, in I think it was 1980 or 81, and she worked for us for probably. Oh, and do you remember? I'd say close to 20 years, maybe yeah. 18 to 20 years. And she's the one that used to open all the mail. I used to say, if you can't trust your mom to open the mail and make deposits, <laughs> who can you trust? And my mother literally loved working for she me because it. she uh, actually felt like she was supposed to be a missionary to France when she was a little girl. And she never went that direction. 
it never worked out. And she felt kind of a call to ministry. And when she started working for me, she prayed over every letter that came in. And often we would get um, responses. People would say, well, I asked for this teaching, but I got this one. I don't know who sent that, but that she was did. what I needed. And that was what my mother did. She would pray over every thing and she would send people whatever she felt like that they needed. And she was living vicariously through our ministry and she loved it. She it was, was awesome. a fan. It was wonderful. So she you taught us to, to do that. You used to come here when she lived in our offices in Manitou oh, Springs. Yeah. I took the kids by to see that and told them probably too many stories <laughs> this last we trip. Did. It was a special We place. owned a little bed and breakfast or it was a hotel in downtown Manitou Springs. I think it had like uh, a dozen rooms in it. Yeah. It was 3,000 square feet and that was given to us and we moved there in 1980 <laughs> and stayed in that until 92 or actually it was 94 is when we moved into uh, our Elkton facility and we stayed in that until 2014 and then we moved up to Woodland Park. But man, it was just awesome. It was awesome. Was a lot of good memories there. I remember when that hotel was given to us, 3,000 square feet, I thought, man, we've hit the big time. <laughs> 3,000, now we have close to a million square feet and we are gonna be building probably another million to two million Square feet. We're going to have two to three million square feet of buildings and stuff. This one building that we're working on right now, our uh, student activity center, that will be after these six dorms, but we're already in the stage of building, uh, doing the drawings for it. It's going to be 340,000 square feet, just that one building, and, and it's amazing. It's what amazing what the Lord's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Way to go. I tell you what, family members, they, they remember back when, man, people stayed away from my meetings by the thousands. Now yeah. we've got thousands coming here. It's just awesome. We always thought you were wonderful, Uncle Andy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Judy, thank you so much for being friends with us for so long, and thank you for calling in. That's, that's great. Yeah. We've, we've still got lines open at 719-619-2341, so please call, and we'd love to put you on the air. Let's go to Isaiah. You're calling from Arkansas, and uh, you're on with Andrew, Eden, and Rachel. Hi, guys. I hope you're all having a blessed evening. Absolutely. So I wanted to convey an incident I had uh, two weeks ago. Uh, here in my town, we uh, had a little community uh, event, and myself and my friends set up a little table uh, because we're huge supporters of President Trump. And some people came by, and they pointed out some things that I had never heard before. They said that he refused to denounce white supremacist groups and leaders who endorsed them. They said he also incited violence and hatred at his rallies. They went on to say he told his supporters that he will pay for their legal expenses if they assault other Americans. They also pointed out he encourages law enforcement personnel to engage of abuses in abuses of power. After that, they pointed out impedes disaster relief aid to Americans living in Puerto Rico and California. Then they went on to say that he frequently appoints uncredentialed family members and close friends to his administration, after which they mentioned that he publicly endorsed Roy Moore, in Alabama, who was an accused child molester. Then they went on to say 
he hid his tax returns from public and criminal inspection. I thought they were done, but then they pointed out that he engaged in witness tampering, obstructionist behavior, and witness intimidation. And then just when I thought that was it, they pointed out that he paid hush money to a porn star in order to conceal his adulterous affair. Next, after that, they said he attempted to discredit and undermine U.S. intelligence agencies, including the FBI and CIA. And then they had two more things that they pointed out, that he praised and sided with and declared his love for known murderers, criminals, dictators, and enemies of the U.S., including those who actively imprison and murder Christians. Lastly, they also showed me how he falsified his medical records to avoid the Vietnam draft. Well, Isaiah, I don't believe that those things are true. Those are all woke talking points, and I can't address every single one of them. I will say this, that Trump uh, has so many faults that some of those are bound to be true. I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, I think sometimes the only time that President Trump opens his mouth is to change feet. Uh, He's made a lot of mistakes, but... Many of those things, like supporting white supremacists, that goes all the way back to a a riot that happened and some white supremacist uh, drove a car and hit some people and killed them. And because he didn't immediately just come out and want to, you know, uh, put this guy in prison and for life and stuff like that, that's how they extrapolated this thing from there. And they've done that, I could say, out of those lists that you gave, probably at least half of them, I could give you explanations. And these are nothing but talking points from the liberal people that have twisted truth. Like, let me give you an example. This isn't about Trump, but just yesterday I had someone telling me that Kenneth Copeland had $750 million worth of personal assets and that he was stealing money from people and he's nothing but a crook. Well, I don't doubt that Kenneth Copeland probably has $750 million worth of assets, but that's his ministry. Yeah. And that's not him personally. But see, people see something like that and just attribute it and come to this conclusion. And a lot of those things that you've been listening, I've heard those points before, and they are absolutely misrepresentations of the truth. Now, some of it, as far as I know, he did pay off Stormy Daniels, and I wouldn't doubt that he did that. Uh, Trump has admitted that he's been a womanizer, but, uh, and I certainly don't support that, but I don't support any of the people running against him either. Sometimes you have to hold your nose and vote for the one who's doing the best. And I can guarantee you, as far as a record of doing the right thing in office. I think Trump is the best president that we've ever had in my life. Now, that's not to say that he's the nicest guy, that he's the most gentle. He just came out with a statement yesterday, I think it was, talking about some people who've supported him, and he praised them. And then he says, I pray that the others rot in hell. And that was his Christmas (laughs) message. And that's just terrible. I don't support that. But if, you know, if you don't listen to his rhetoric, if you listen, if you watch what he's done, I think he has done some awesome things for this nation. And I guarantee you, I would vote for him over Biden or over uh, any of the other people that are on the other side of the aisle uh, in a heartbeat. So sometimes you just have to hold your nose and vote for the one who's doing the best. So 
Again, I'm not going to sit here and discuss every one of them because uh, I'm not familiar on every single point that you made, but many of those points you mentioned, Isaiah, are nothing but the liberals twisting them. They have twisted what I've done here. Oh, man. I had a front page ad that I am trying to take over the town, and they take anything I say and will twist it, and they are masters at just uh, misrepresenting the truth. Yeah. They are masters of lying, and so I, I would discount at least the majority of those things that you listed about Trump as being just total accusations that don't have any truth in them whatsoever. You know, if, if you wanted to, Isaiah, you could go down and, you know, itemize and find the truth about every single one of those, and I totally agree with Uncle Andy. You're going to find that lots of it's just not true at all. But honestly, that is just the way that it goes. I mean, when you look back through history, the things that have been said about people who were um, doing wonderful things, they all got torn up. Abraham Lincoln, torn up. I mean, I, you could just go down. There, there was nobody that wasn't criticized. Well, they're coming back now and saying that George Washington was a terrible person because he owned slaves. But did you know he actually petitioned uh, the King of England to end slavery in 1760 yeah. before the revolution? But it was, uh, Virginia was a colony of Great Britain, and the uh, King George owned the largest, sec the largest uh, part of the slave trade. He was making millions and billions of dollars off of it, and so he would not allow them to get rid. You could not get rid of a slave. It was yeah. against the law. This is one of the, the grievances listed in the Declaration That's of right. Independence is that King George would not let them do what they wanted to, which was free people. Yeah. So honestly, the biggest truth is um, if anybody is going to do anything worthwhile and wonderful for the Lord, you're going to get it. <laughs> Somebody's so going to say you, something. You can't throw a guy under the bus for yeah. accusations. You have to be able to prove it. And I guarantee you, you cannot prove the vast majority of those things that Isaiah list I listed. Agree. You know, Thomas Jefferson, they talk about him, that he had oh. slaves. But again, he was against the law to end it. In the original draft of the Declaration of Independence, he put in there that all men were created equal. He and did. then he expounded on that, and he wanted all slaves freed. He did. And they had already decided that unless the 13 colonies were in unison, unless they agreed 100%, they could not declare independence against Great Britain because they wouldn't stand unless all of the colonies stood together. And there were two out of the 13 colonies that would not accept that section of the declaration yeah. that Thomas Jefferson put in there, and so they excluded it. And then another thing, see, they will take things like this and they'll say that in the Constitution they said that blacks were only three-fourths of a person. This and is that, a big one. We address this in class because yeah. that's terrible. But, but they that's did have in there, and the reason for it was because the South, they wanted to count the blacks in their population so they could get a greater representation in Congress, and the North didn't want to include the right. blacks because that would have given a disproportional voice to slavery, so they came up with the compromise and said, no, a black can only count as three-fourths of a person. That was actually in defense of those who wanted to overturn slavery, but it's been twisted. See, people will take a truth and then they'll twist it to say that, see, they didn't even think that a black was a full person. 
It was exactly the opposite. It was an anti-slavery measure. That's what you it know, was. This is, this is Frederick Douglass's story. Frederick Douglass was taught, even in his day, that, that the Constitution was a slavery, a pro-slavery document because of the three-fifths clause. Mm -hmm. And he got the full story, which to your point, Isaiah, is to get context and the full story of what's going on very often <laughs> changes the outcome. But Frederick Douglass, um, his big revelation in life was, oh my gosh, the Constitution is an anti-slavery document because of the three-fifths clause. So it's the same in every generation, and it, it'd be the same for you and me. I mean, you're, you experienced a little bit of it putting up a table. <laughs> so people, here, you know, here comes the resistance. But I chalk a lot of that up to just simple resistance. But I do think it's wisdom to go down and understand the story. So if you wanted to have a conversation, you could. But the bigger picture is um, if people are going to do beautiful things, they're going to... And if you don't interpret it. actions in the context of the culture that they lived in, well, right. then you could say that all of us were for killing babies. 100%. Because Eden, her whole life, she has lived in a nation that supported abortion and stuff. So that you could say that she was pro-abortion, which 100%. isn't true. I mean, if we make it another hundred years and people are looking back in history books and they see, you know, Andrew Womack who took a stand from, but how in the world could he let, you know, all those children be killed just 10 miles or, you know, whatever. I mean, it sure. can be, it can be twisted any way you want it to go, so. And so you have to, you have to kind of sometimes take things that people say with a grain of salt and, and put the burden of proof on them. People yeah. today have gotten to where if you accuse somebody of something you're guilty. Yeah. There are people here in our community that just hate me. Matter of fact, we had uh, one of our guys, uh, Ivar Murin, who was walking on, over on my property uh, a few months back, and a man met him and got to talking to him. And he said, are you one of those Karis guys? And he says, well, I'm not a student, but I work at Karis. He said, I hate Karis. I hate wow. Andrew Womack. And he just started trashing us. And so Evar just got to asking him, so why do you hate him? Well, because of this. And he says, well, that's not true. And this isn't true. And anyway, after a few minutes talking, he says, well, I like you. He says, uh, and, and Evar told him, says, you'd like Andrew Womack too, if you met him. He says, none of those things you're saying about him are true. And this guy turned around and he says, you know, I think I may have been listening to the wrong crowd. Nice. He just accepted anything that people have to say. Yeah. You know, Jesus said that beware when all men speak well of you. And I can guarantee you, I don't have to worry about that one. I got lots of people that hate me. <laughs> Good job, Uncle Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but Isaiah, again, I'm not saying that Trump is a godly person. Uh, Trump, uh, man. He's something. He is. Uh, he, he would offend a lot of things. But if you look at his uh, actions instead of just his words and stuff like that, again, he has put some of the most conservative, not only Supreme Court justices, but over 300 appellate court justices that are going to make difference for generations to come. He has supported Israel. He moved the uh, uh, embassy to Jerusalem, which was voted on 20 or 30 years ago, but no president had yeah. the guts to do it. He has stood up. He stopped Kim Jong-un in his tracks. He kept Russia at bay. He kept Iran at bay. He was doing all of these things. He made America uh, independent. We had the lowest unemployment for blacks, Latinos. And on and on you could go. The economy was the best that it's been in generations. And you just look at the things that happened. 
And I guarantee you, uh, his actions are certainly much better than anybody on the list. I agree. Left. So I'm not voting for a president uh, based on his, uh, you know, his rhetoric. I'm basing it on what <laughs> he does. He's not the pastor in chief. He's a commander in chief. And praise God, I, I believe he's better than the alternative. Agreed. So that's the way I would say it. Agreed. That's how We're I'm just saying. about out of time, so don't have time really for another caller. But I appreciate you all being oh. on today. This yeah, has really been nice. It has been nice. It's been really, thank you so for So tell us again, if somebody okay. wants to support your project here, you're still raising money for it. Yep. You're still in the editing phase. How do they do that? AwakeningActionClass.com. You can go there and see all of our speakers, see all of their backgrounds, get a really good handle on what the class is, and you can give there. And I would ask you to please get on our mailing list as well so we can be connected to you. But it's AwakeningActionClass.com. We are in post-production right now, so we've captured everything. We've just got to get it organized and get it up online to give to the country as a gift. So... So how much money are you anticipating this costing? We, at this stage, we need $18,000, but because we are Ephesians 320 people, we are believing for $25,000, and the, you know, the last month of the year is a 501c3s. We are a 501c3, I do need to mention that, so all of your, your gifts are tax deductible. But 501c3s get the bulk of their um, income for the year in the last month. So we're shooting for 25, we need 18, but of course, you know, you can always Shoot, send it forward into another project. So if you got more than 18, you could take it? Yes. We could roll. We could just give, you know, we could just give, what, what my 18,000 a year, what are you believing for again? I, I believe probably a billion dollars to build out our campus. <laughs> okay, so 18,000 is no problem. That's right. That's right. I have to have about uh, 250,000 a day. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Wow. It's wonderful. So that's awesome. So thank you all for being with us. Thank this you. has been great. Thank you. I enjoyed this it. has been fun. Need having my family on here. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Remember that we do this every weekday from 3.30 till 5 p.m. Mountain Time, and we have on guests nearly every single day and uh, just discuss a lot of things, give you an opportunity to call and talk and, and answer your questions. It doesn't have to be on, like, social issues. It could be biblical things, just anything you want to talk about. Uh, let me remind you once again to go to our website, truthandliberty.net, and we have a lot of materials there. If you want to get involved, we have ways that you can get involved in your school board elections, local elections, do a lot of things. It would be a blessing to you. So thank you for joining us. God bless you. We'll see you again tomorrow on Truth and Liberty Live Call-In. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.